Hey everybody, today we're going to be looking at Proverbs 24, verses 23 through 26, which says this, These also are sayings of the wise. Partiality in judging is not good. Whoever says to the wicked, you are in the right, will be cursed by peoples, abhorred by nations. But those who rebuke the wicked will have delight, and a good blessing will come upon them. Whoever gives an honest answer kisses the lips. So it's true, honesty is the best policy. Benjamin Franklin was right about that. But you know, man's heart has not gotten better in this area over the past few thousand years, has it? Um, today, many people still publicly agree and support those that uh, they want to benefit from um, when they actually don't agree with them in their heart. And so they're really wishy-washy. They could go one way or the other just in order to get their own way. We do it ourselves when we're maybe obsessed by getting ahead at work or in other areas of our life. Politicians do it with their constituents. And, and the people actually do it back toward the, po the politicians when they want them to uh, make policies that support their own vices, <laughs> even though that they know that they're wrong. So, yeah, we are not honest from the heart the way we should be. Solomon is telling us not to be a people that crumble before wickedness. Don't tell the wicked that they are right when they're wrong, but rather be a man, right? Not a brown-nosed man, not a yes man, uh, not a minion puppet man, but a man who does not let wickedness get the last say. Well, be a man if you are a man. You know what I mean. If you're a woman, still take a stand for the truth. Um, none of us should let wickedness teach what it claims is truth without rebuking what is false. Look, wickedness we know is all around us. I mean, it makes claims of truth to our children at school. And it tries to be the teacher to all of us on TV. And so-called political correctness is being enforced in our workplace, um, in places of assembly. Uh, the wicked person pushes their morality as though it is supreme over the Bible, which Christians follow. <laughs> and in order to be accepted in a, a wicked world, we're just tempted to not stand up for truth. And unfortunately, much of the time, we don't stand up for truth, I think, because we do not know truth as we ought to. We need to be a people who are tethered to God's Word. Uh, we must love it so much that we meditate on it, as Psalms chapter 1 says, day and night. Uh, that we might actually see the treasures that it contains and the beauty of how it is supreme over and above the morality that the world uh, proclaims, that we might not crumble to their values. I do think that we need to get a lot better at honestly rebuking wickedness and love instead of being honest as a kind of self-righteous, uh, judgmental executor of judgment. <laughs> But even as we state truth and love, we should ask the Lord for discernment in how to do it best. 
And actually, I think the book of Jude gives us some help on on how to discern the best way to rebuke and love when wickedness is trying to to get the last word in our lives and the lives of our children. All right, let's read in Jude beginning with verse 17. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Did you notice the discernment in the varying ways Jude tells us to deal with wickedness and sin? He uses words like uh, hate toward sin and mercy toward others. Uh, to snatch them out of the fire as though we need to hurry. So no, we're not called to be casual comfort zone Christians, are we? Time is too short. I mean, our lives are short even. And I myself feel like I've wasted way too much of my life on the things of the world. Um, And so Jude also mentions fear. And I think fear to be careful ourselves not to fall back into sin because he knows we're still works in progress, aren't we? And I think that's why Jude said in the text, we should build ourselves up in our most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. So so we need to be careful not to fall. Now, instead of a prayer, I want to close with reading the last two verses in the book of Jude, which are the next two verses after what I read to see who this is all about and who it's all for and and who gives this great blessing to those who stand up against evil, as our text says in Proverbs. All right, uh, verses 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, Through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forevermore. Amen.